point. Gemstones, precious stones, and fine stones. Since the dawn of history, man has sculpted, polished, and engraved some minerals, probably to benefit from their believed magical virtues or because of their beauty. He created jewels and ornaments for the pharaohs, the emperors, kings, and noble women, and in accordance with his religious beliefs, he buried them in the graves beside his deceased so that they would guide and protect them in the afterlife. Not all minerals have the beauty or the physical properties required for jewelry work. Very few minerals exhibit beautiful colors and fascinating luster and have the requisite hardness to enable the jeweler to cut and polish and bring out their beauty. These stones, which are formed similarly to all other minerals in nature, without any human intervention, are called gemstones. As for the naming precious stone, it is strictly used for diamonds, rubies, emeralds, and blue sapphires, which represent 97% of the annual production of gems. The other mineral species commonly used by goldsmiths and jewelers are called fine stones, and they include aquamarines, tourmaline, topaz, purple quartz amethysts, iridescent opal, garnet, tanzanite, lapis lazuli, and other stones used since prehistoric times, such as turquoise, jade, amber. Is a stone precious in the absolute sense of the word? This is the story of the sapphire mines found at an altitude of 4,500 meters in Kashmir, India, which yielded the most beautiful sapphires known in the 19th century. These mines are almost depleted today. However, while sapphire might be a precious gemstone for most people, its value is only relative for others. Here is the amazing story told in 1934 by the Englishman Albert Ramsey concerning an exchange of exceptional sapphires against their weight and salt. It seemed that in the old days, a band of men with beards dyed red found some blue stones exposed by a landslide in the hills of Kashmir. These men had come from Afghanistan, part of a mule caravan on its way to Delhi. The stones, as curiosities, were put away in the bags on one of the mules and then, in Delhi, they were traded for salt. Thereafter, they were sold to someone who recognized them to be rough sapphires, and they were resold and resold and resold until finally, in Calcutta, they brought in rupees a price which is equal to $400,000. The news of this transaction got back to the Maharaja of that time, who discovered that the sapphires had been picked up in his own Kashmir hills. In great wrath, he went to Calcutta and demanded them. Every single transaction in the long train had to be undone. The man who had sold the sapphires gave back the $400,000. And so it went through many towns until at Delhi, a merchant received back a few bags of salt. Today, I should think those Kashmir sapphires are worth $3 million. One of them is as large as an eggplant. For one of the smaller fragments, I offered His Highness $25,000. He just laughed at me. He does not want to part 
with any object in his beloved collection. But oh, how I should like to buy some of those treasures.